The following program is being brought to you in living color on WFMU. Let's roll, man. I'm done with the woods. Let's go. Okay, uh, let's go. No, it's not working. The battery's dead. Wait. What do you mean it's dead? What do I mean? The bat- I mean, the battery's dead. We le- The battery's dead. What do you mean the battery's dead? How can I explain this to you differently? The battery is dead. It ceased to live. It's deceased now. The car needs a battery to start, so... How did this happen? Well, we clearly fell asleep with the battery on, and... Oh, man. Talk radio? Yes, talk radio. It's so boring, man. Okay, okay. The car just, just committed suicide. Shut up, man. I have an idea now. Let him have it, Chris. 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 There's a button, a switch for everything. What's that? Every time I hear that, something terrible happens. No tricks, Chris. What's gonna happen? I'll do it already. Come on, you know better than that. I'll do it already. This is $100 wages in there. This is $100 what kind of radio show is this? I've heard his voice on the tape, and it really put the hook in me. I've broadcast many, many times Shortly on both the night program and the home service. Everybody, this is the state of New Jersey, and I don't care who you are. Chris, you get out of school. Let's talk. I'm sick of talking. Stop, you get the hook. Jesus, Jesus, stop saying that. I know how to talk to people. That's clear as a mother's open. Shut up. Yeah. You might have this man go on the air, deliver a coded message. Shut up, You're out of your mind. No, I'm not out of my mind. Oh, come on. Now, we're going to listen to what he said on the air. Because all we're dealing with here, after all, is talk show time against a man's life. And I don't see that as any argument. I can see you're really upset about this. That's all right. It's okay. Hello. It's something to live for. Do you speak English, son? Jesus told me so. Paula Usted English. Chris, stand up and wiggle your hips for us. I know that guy. But we're dull and bored. Yeah, he's a nihilist. And I'll smash your face for you, your blockers. Can't you stop, Dan? Huh? Stop. stop it. Shut up. Conversation is a two-way street. I'm all there, I don't get you, W. I don't get your act at all. F. And I don't think you do either. M. I don't think you know what you're trying to do or how to go about it. You. You're stupid. I heard it over the radio. Real stupid. I'm not just talking about one person. I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about form. I'm talking about content. I'm talking about interrelationships. I'm talking about God, the devil, hell, heaven. Do you understand? Finally. Then you will not take me off the air for now, over any other spaceless time. I'll pitch my voice wherever I please. Come on, baby. Show the man your power, baby. Blast him. Give him some of that tone. Oh, man. It's showtime. The mixing board. Thousands of mysterious buttons. The big chair that swooshes me around the studio. It allows me to slide wherever I care to go. The soundproof glass window. The giant headphones.
Sure, it's a talk show. You know, people phone in and make a beef. Oh, what about? Well, anything, Joe. Whatever happens to bug you, that's what you talk about. Compared to what is in here, reality is a bore. Except for the next hour. I'll give you an instant answer to anything you want. Just call 201-209-WFMU. 201-209-9368. Hello, it's me, Chris T. Here on WFMU and WMFU. And uh, before I get underway with tonight's program, I want to tell you that uh, Andy and Frank, we will be back next week. Don't you worry, don't you fret. And uh, I also want to take this opportunity to apologize, to issue a very public apology, see, to one half of that duo anyway. I'm not sure I've offended Andy in my lifetime, but I'm pretty sure I offended Frangry when I uh, introduced her last year or the year before at the Hoof and Mouth Symphonia. See, I was, I was angry. And I want to make her angry because that's what you do with your feelings. You try to pass them on to somebody else because you don't want to have them. You don't want to hold on to them. You want to give them to somebody else and make them angry and make them sad and frustrated. So you try to angry somebody up. And that's what I did. I got up and I was less than gracious. See, my feelings had been hurt. So apparently my name was mentioned and she wasn't really sure who I, who I am, who I was. And, and I attributed... A nefarious motive to it. I, I, my mind immediately went to conspiracy and thought, oh, she knows who I am. She's just saying she doesn't. But then later on, I had to admit to myself, hey, who the hell knows? I haven't been around in a while, not regularly anyway. I mean, I, I sat in front of a microphone much like this one for many, many years down here. But there's a lot of folks, you newer folks, you younger folks, you next generation types who have no idea who the hell I am. And that's okay. I'm okay with it. Trying to get things under control and be fine. So, I now issue the benefit of the doubt in this situation. Not that it's up to me to issue it, but you know what I mean. 
and I very publicly, very humbly apologize. I apologize. 201-209-9368, 201-209-WFMU is the number here. And yes, yes, I've been down here for many years, see. Some of you know who I am, some of you don't. And you know what? This might be one of you right now. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello? Yes, you're, you're, on, the, you're on the air. Hello? Yes, can you hear me? Hey, yeah, I can hear you. Who are you, yeah, sir? I- I'm Jason out in Staten Island. Hey, Jason from Staten Island. What's going on? I just want to know how long it took you to make that intro. That was really crazy and long and funny. Oh, I whipped that thing up in about five minutes, Jason. About five <laughs> well, you, minutes. You did say instant answers, so I guess... Instant answers. <laughs> uh, uh, now, I bet you're wondering what the hell he's talking about tonight, Jason, but I'm going to make you guess. What's that? Do you want to take a few stabs at it? Like how long it took? No, 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 no. What? <laughs> Jason, thanks for the call. I appreciate <laughs> You're welcome, it. man. 201-209-9368. 201-209-WFMU is the phone number here. 201-209-9368. I was going to make Jason guess, but Jason's not up to the task. But maybe you are. 201 209 Nine three six eight two zero one two zero nine W F M U. I want to talk about television, and the reason why is because there's this new show on uh, about New Orleans post Katrina called Treme from the fine people that brought you The Wire, and uh, I've been checking this show out because I remember for. Uh, quite a few years, I would go down to New Orleans every year. It was seven years in a row that I went down there every year. Sometimes in the wintertime, sometimes in the spring. Not really ever in the summer because I don't like mosquitoes or humidity. But this new show got me thinking about this one time I got on a train and went down there. I had this crazy idea that I was going to ride the Amtrak down to New Orleans. 28 hour train ride out of Newark Penn Station down to New Orleans and that wasn't the worst idea I had when it came to this particular trip to New Orleans my worst idea and perhaps my worst idea ever and because I issued a very public apology a few moments ago I'll issue another one because once you get one out of the way the rest are easy so I want to take this moment to apologize to the Staff and crew of that particular train, that Amtrak train, down to New Orleans. See, I, I had gotten it in my head that I was gonna, I was gonna change everything. I was gonna change my job. I was gonna change my city. I was gonna relocate. I was gonna move to New Orleans. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello, I have a decision to make. I have two small birds. And I've taken them from my parents' house because my parents were sick of taking care of them. And I'm driving south. I'm somewhere between Charlottesville, Virginia, and Athens, Georgia. And I see this very nice, respectable family-owned pet shop. Yes. That's closed on Sundays because they're Christian. Yes. And should I give the birds to them? Or should I take them all the way south with me to Mexico City and let them go? 
I'm afraid if I leave them here, they might get sold separately. Well, let me ask you this. How long have these birds been domesticated? Um, the male is fairly friendly. Uh, he's no, been I'm, around I didn't for say... two years, but the okay. female hates everyone. Ooh, well, you know, this is a very good question. And I, I, I'm going to give you an instant answer. Yeah. I believe in what they call in the sales world a drop close. Do you know what a drop close is? No, tell me. Well, that means you keep a couple of things in reserve in case your first thing doesn't work out, right? So why don't you do this? Make the drop them off at the pet store, option A, and then your drop closes. You take them with you to Mexico City because really, do you want to drive with these two friggin' birds all the way to Mexico City? They keep me company. They sing along to the radio. Oh Lord, it hasn't gotten old yet. No, they—they're very—they're in their own passenger. Well, seat haven't you answered your seat. own question? Then you don't want to drop them off at the pet store. If I see, drop them off, see, they definitely won't die of overheating or hunger in my car, though. What makes you think they'll die of overheating or hunger in your car? Why are you making that? They almost did earlier today. Ooh, you'll have baked bird if you're not careful. Did you leave them in the car with the windows rolled up? What'd you do? Well, my car has this safety feature. It's a Honda Accord, and the safety feature is can't leave your air conditioning or your heat on and close the car. That's not so safe. So if you have a pet, like a dog or yeah. a small child, you know, they're just going to either have to come with you or they're going to die of heat and cold. Well, that would seem like counterintuitive to me, wouldn't you? If you forgot your... Let's say you forgot your child in your Honda. And it has happened. Every year there's a baked baby story. And I feel we're on the verge of one right now because it's always in the springtime. Neil Gaiman had a story about eating babies. I didn't say eating babies. I said baked baby. Well, you bake them before you eat them. Please. You don't bake them on purpose. What kind of animal would do that? I'm saying an idiot, a moron, leaves a child in the backseat of a car and goes to the mall for an hour and a half or the strip joint or wherever it is they've gone to, maybe to purchase a handgun, and they got into a conversation with the guy behind the counter. And they come out, and it's... Or they get arrested, you know. They get arrested with that handgun, and then they're out of there for a couple of days. So their birds will definitely, or babies, be baked. All right, well, listen, you obviously don't want to bake these birds, so take them to the pet store. Okay. All right, how's that for an instant answer? That sounds like a good good answer. Thank you. People are actually seeking instant answers. Well, perfect. Well, there you go. How's that? Fast enough for you? Yes, but a harder question is, how can I learn to edit sound like you do? Uh, hmm. Is there like a website you would recommend, like a beginner's website for somebody who knows nothing and I should just read this before I ask dumb questions? Hmm, I, I, I would say the thing to do is, see, get yourself a Pro Tools rig. You got about a grand? I do. Shell out You're... a grand. Get rid of those birds and next thing you Maybe know. Maybe you can sell the birds somewhere. Maybe and someone who's... For 300 let's say. I don't think anyone would give you anything for those birds, but you're welcome to my, try. My best friend had birds exactly like this. She sold them for $300 a year ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that was before the economic crisis. That bird is not worth 100 bucks nowadays. Oh, my God. You're lucky if it's worth $40. And the price of birds goes down, too? Yeah, everything's gone down, believe me. Listen, okay. have I solved enough of your uh, problems? Yes, but okay. I actually don't have $1,000 to double your so I feel like getting my money's worth. Uh, you, you did what now? Who did what now? I donated a thousand dollars to WFMU, so I feel like I'm getting my money's worth. Out of me? Out of you. No. Try somebody else. Hey, your expertise is worth it. S-D-O-P! 
find the smart answer. Just give us a straight one. Anybody, anybody else need instant answers? I'll give you another two minutes. 201-209-9368. 201-209-WFMU. I was right in the middle of apologizing to the staff and crew of that Amtrak train down in New Orleans, which I wish had a fancy romantic name like the Orange Blossom Special or some damn thing. Do you know what the Orange Blossom Special was, actually? It was the fanciest train from New York to Miami. It fueled the Florida land boom. Speculators would get on it. Go down to Florida and buy up all the land. Oh, yeah. Times were good on the Orange Blossom Special. 201-209-9368. Somebody else is likely seeking an instant answer. Hello? Hi. Welcome to the show. Okay. Am I on the air? Yes, you're on the air. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah. What's the um? What's the best way to mix gin into um into a drink or something? Like, what's the best? Uh, I mean, I'm sick of gin and tonics. You know. Oh, you're looking for a, 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 an alternative, a gin-based exactly. cocktail yeah. alternative. Well, yeah. you're sick of gin and tonic, right? What about gin and juice? Yeah, but uh, that's that's on the same level. I want I want something more. Um, I don't know, a little more exotic. Well, what about a martini? I guess. But but these sound like you're just naming them. I mean, what do you feel strongly about? Um, I, you know, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a gin, not gin a person. Uh, no, I don't drink gin, really. I, if I drink something, it's, it's brown liquor, usually. Or maybe some vodka. But mostly it's, it's beer. Um, so I, I, I'm sorry if I'm not being much help with the gin. But I went oh, through well, a gin and tonic phase. What would uh, what would a good beer be to replace gin? Good <laughs> brown liquor. A good beer to replace gin and some brown liquor. Or yeah, yeah, anything. I mean, anything you know. I had some very excellent bourbon out in Louisville recently. It's called Buffalo Trace. Have you That's tried any of these? No. Bourbons. The no. the Seven no. Sisters. They have all the bourbon distilleries out there in Kentucky. Look into the Seven Sisters of Kentucky, would you? Sure. Uh, you know, um, Maker's Mark is one of them, but there's there's others. Uh, yeah, I know Maker's and, Mark. Yeah. Okay. Well, that'll do. Maker's Mark will do. Yeah. Why not? I uh, I like Old Granddad myself as well. Okay, yeah. And then I just picked up a case of Pilsner Urkel. But I'm not the beer person here. I mean, Scott would be the guy to talk to about beer. Are you kidding me? I'm yeah. a neophyte when it comes to that crap. I just yeah. like it because it's cold and it tastes good. Yeah, yeah. That's all that matters anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. All right. One more instant answer. Okay. Given out. Thanks. I still haven't apologized to the staff and crew of that New Orleans bound Amtrak train. But um this is since this is like the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I'm trying to build myself a ramp and that will get me enough escape velocity. See? Those psychopathic places, isn't that what they are? You mean psychedelic? Yes, that's it. Suppose you enlighten me with your name. This is Chris T here for Shut Up Weirdo. 
And the number again is 201-209-9368, 201-209-WFMU. Okay, to the cast, cast, to the staff and crew of that New Orleans-bound Amtrak train, I apologize because, uh, see, unbeknownst to you, before I got on the train, I did this quantity of, uh, well, crystal meth. And I spent the next 28 hours speeding my face off. You may not have been aware of this. Maybe you just thought I was psychotic, but I knew this guy, see, and he knew a guy. And this stuff was great. You know, you would take it and you'd feel like, boy, if someone asked me to build a bridge, I could do it right now. I know how to do it. I'll get the guys. We'll have it done in no time. You felt uh, masterful, see, because that's a euphoric partly. And then it also keeps you awake. And I thought, you know what? I don't really want to sleep on this uncomfortable Amtrak train because I don't have a little sleeper compartment. I have this standard seat, and there's no way. I'm, I'm in steerage here. I'm with all these people with all this crap and their luggage and their kids and everything stuffed in there and everybody talking all around you. I'm not sure I had anything to listen to back then, like an iPod or something like that. I'm not sure I even had one of those. I remember I smoked, so I would go out into the car where they, they'd let you smoke, which was the same place they served the food. Makes sense, right? Everybody come and smoke around the food. And I'd go out there with the fellow smokers, and we'd sit around smoking. And one of these smoker dudes was a fairly new father. Had his little kid with him in a car carrier. Mom was along for the ride, and you know... The Amtrak policy was that uh, customers cannot store liquids in an Amtrak refrigerator. So they're, they're traveling with their infant formula, and they're thinking, well, wait, we can't, this won't last 28 hours. We don't have a cooler or nothing. I guess they either forgot the cooler or couldn't afford a cooler, but I took it upon myself to lead a, a student revolt. Student revolt. See, I... I'm thinking student revolt because today in 1968 is when those students took over Columbia University. And uh, I know one of those guys. I know this guy who was part of that student takeover. And I was, I remember thinking on this Amtrak train and I'm going to, I'm going to lead a revolt. We're going to make them put that milk in that refrigerator. You'll see. And I became the spokesperson for the group. And I corralled an Amtrak Employee, and I said, You know, these people are traveling with an infant, and uh, they have no way to refrigerate their formula. What are you going to let them do? You're going to let their baby starve? And the guy gave me a line and another line of BS, and I said, No, no, that's not good enough, see, because uh, I'm leading a revolt and I'm speeding my face off. You probably don't know that. Maybe you haven't clued into it, Amtrak man. But I will not be denied. And I I stood in this food car, smoking my brains out. Smoking them like they contained oxygen. One after the other, chain smoking. Looking for that brief moment of lucidity that each cigarette supposedly contains. Thinking, where is it? I don't feel lucid. So we went up the food chain on the Amtrak train. 
until I got myself a nice mid-level manager who happened to be aboard, and... She met me for breakfast, I remember this. 7 a.m., she met me in the dining car, which was not the same car as the food car. The food car is where they had the, uh, the vending machines, and they had a grill, and they, you could smoke. But then there was the dining car where you sat down fancy-like at a table covered by a nice white linen with nice silverware and glassware. You're thinking, man, this here Amtrak, this thing's losing money hand over fist. And now I'm going to make them put that milk in that refrigerator. Two zero one two zero nine nine three six eight two zero one two zero nine WFMU. Chris T in for shut up weirdo. Close your pie hole, schmuck. Anyone who has the courage and the curiosity will be able to buy LSD over the counter. You really believe that, don't you? All right, son. You're under arrest. It's our duty to advise you of your constitutional rights. You have the right to remain silent, and any statement you make may be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to the presence of an attorney. If you cannot afford one, one will be appointed before any questioning. Do you understand that? There I am. I'm over there now. I'm not here anymore. My hair is green, and I'm a tree. So I get this mid-level manager to sit down with me at 7 a.m. Hang on. Who's on the phone? It's Kirill. Hey, Kirill. How are you? I'm just calling to tell you I'm listening to you on the radio. Oh, thank you. All the way out there in, in Wisconsin, no yeah. less. Streaming audio. Isn't it the best? It's the best. Story you. Thank you. I just wanted to call and tell you I was here. Oh, well, thanks for listening. And I enjoy listening to what you do. Have you ever ridden the Amtrak? I, I used to do the Metroliner all the time. What did you think? Um, for the most part, it beat going to the airport because it didn't take that much longer. And one time, I actually sat and talked with John Madden. John Madden? The, John fo- Madden. the football John Madden? John Madden. That guy. On the Amtrak going I know you like that NFL. I like that NFL. Did he give you the inside story? The inside scoop? No, he flirted with my friend who was cuter. Oh. Mm. <laughs> what a surprise. Yeah. I never met him. I told you I met Terry Bradshaw working an NFL game, and I made him get out of the way. <laughs> I was the point man for the boom, and I, my job was to walk in front of the boom and make sure people didn't get near it. Right. Because it's like 25 feet long, and you could easily get hurt, you know, if you don't see it. Well, so I'm walking along in front of it, and I look up. for a reason. Yeah, a boom, exactly. Lower the boom. And uh, I just remember barking out, get out of the way, and I looked up, and it was Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> And he did. He uh, stepped out of the way smartly. Well, yeah, because 
Terry Bradshaw is a professional. He's a prof- he's a consummate professional. You know, my he's only a goof, but he's a very good goof. My only job during this NFC title game, by the way, was at the end of the game, I was supposed to bring the the monitor. Me and like three other uh, guys were and girls were going to bring this monitor out to the stand where he was going to present the trophy, and he wanted to be able to see himself because he was on TV. And we worked on this all day long, and the Giants won, and game ends, and we all run out on the field, and I, f- I never felt like such a pipsqueak in all my life. They literally are giants. These guys are, like, huge, and you're snaking around them and between them, and you got this long umbilical cord, and you're dragging this stupid monitor out across to the 50-yard line, and you get it, and you set it up in front of Terry Bradshaw, and you turn it on, and it doesn't work. And Terry, he, he just acts like nothing's wrong and just continues on. He doesn't have a little breakdown or a fit or anything. He's just like, I'm here doing my job. I don't need to see myself necessarily. I know what I do. I know what I do. <laughs> you know what I do for a living. I know what you do, so I want to know what you're, what kind of escape velocity you're attempting to achieve and from what. Well, from the, the guilt I feel over this story and telling it in such a public way, I, you know, for years I felt guilty that, you know, for this brief, briefest moment in my life, I got, uh, I got caught up with this drug, you know, which is very seductive and horrifying. Because when it wears off, you've never been so depressed in all your life. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I kind of have an insight into what people go through with this thing. And uh, also because I watch Celebrity Rehab and Sober House. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, Kirill. Keep up the, for the good call. work. I'll be listening. All right. All right. Take care. And I, I believe that's what Tom Sizemore is is, uh, is going through, is some kind of methamphetamine addiction. I was never addicted. I, I, I quickly realized that this is not, this is not good. Some people don't uh, recognize it for one reason or another, and they, they continue to waste their time and their energy and their lives on ridiculous things and to them I say give it up so there I am in this in this fancy dining car sitting with this lady from Amtrak hello welcome to the air Chris T nice to hear you again oh thank you who am I talking with Tommy Haynes Tommy Um, Tommy how are you Fine, thank you. The train that goes to New Orleans is the Crescent. It's called the Crescent? Southern and the Crescent. You and, sound you like know, a... Amtrak retains the names usually. Okay. So it's I mean, the, the part from D.C. to, to Orleans, New Orleans is the Crescent. All right. Well, I, that's what I was on, I guess. I know it took 28 hours. That was it. Yeah. Worst idea yeah. I ever had, Tommy. The and worst. the Orange Blossom Special is the Seaboard Line. That's right. Ran from uh, from New York to Miami, yeah. Florida. I play that song. You know, there's a song. What am I taking requests now, Tommy? No, no, Don't I'm I have... saying I play that song. Oh, you play that song. Where, where do you play it? What do you do? Play an instrument or something, you mean? Yeah, on piano. You do? Wow. The Orange Blossom Special. That's a hard song to play. Well, it, it, it's fast. Yeah, to play well, it, I mean. Yeah. Not a lot of chords, but. No, no, but <laughs> you got to have some manual dexterity. I would imagine, have a l- right? Have a little of that, yeah. Yeah. Wow, well, thanks for that, Tommy. Where, where are you calling from? You know, I'm in Neversink, New York, uh, Sullivan County, 
Now, was that were they being hopeful when they named it Never Sink? Why, why Never Sink? <laughs> it's interesting because it did sink. It's now the former Never is where New York City Reservoir is now. One of the reservoirs. Oh, okay. It's uh, yeah. They buried a lot of towns up there under the reservoirs yeah. when they uh, decided to make a drinking source for New York City. Never Sink did actually sink. It's it under. It's gone, isn't it? it? We our drinking water floats above it. Hmm. Yeah. I just moved here, and I'm really glad I can still pick pick you guys up. I mean, of course, you can use a computer, but the radio's better because I'm always outside working. And stuff. You moved from where to where? Or City. I'm losing you up in Neversink. You sunk, Tommy. Oh. oh, there you are. You're back. Okay. Where, I moved where did from you... New York City. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, get out of the hustle and bustle, huh? The rat race. It eats well, you alive. Well, I kind of had it was, it was an economic thing, but oh, really? I, like them, I like them both. I like the city and, and the country. Yeah. You need a little bit of both in your life, don't you? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can't have all one or the other. You'll just you'll go crazy. Well, listen, thanks, Tommy, and I'm glad you still get a signal up there. You're probably listening to WMFU 90.1. Yeah, yeah. I'm very far. It's but I'm on I'm on top of a big hill, so well that always why. helps. That always helps. Yeah, Tommy, I'm glad you could still pick us up. I mean, I can pick you up on the little radio, but I can't on my stereo. It's weird. Well, you need an antenna. Put an antenna on the house, Tommy. What are you being lazy? Yeah, yeah. climb up there and put an antenna on. I, I swear this I... weekend is supposed to be nice. Saturday, do that okay, Saturday. Put it on I'll your put it on your punch list. I'll go to Radio Shack and pick do one you, up. Do you have a punch list, Tommy? I have a lot of lists. Having a house means a lot of lists. Oh, brother! <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 spending the weekend fixing the uh, the gate to the backyard. The gate to the backyard broke, so that's my weekend. And the project. more you, you, the more you realize you're going to have to. Uh, Everything I, 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 into I, I lost things. <laughs> you, you lost you again, Tommy. You cut out. Okay. <laughs> There's your punch list. Thanks, Tommy. Hi, Chris. Keep it real. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'll never finish this damn track story. 201-209-9368. 201-209-WFMU. Hi, you're listening to Chris T on WFMU. Wait, you're listening to me at the moment, but Mr. T, not the Mr. T, but Chris T will be along. I'm Ricky Gervais from um, The Office and Extras, but what I mean is the programme that this is part of is is Chris... You you get the idea. (laughs) I love you, Christopher. Only my mother calls me Christopher. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, uh, my wife suggested calling Christy with a question. Oh, uh, let's have it. Uh, okay, um, I noticed he was doing some gate work this weekend, and I am finishing my garage project and installing a workbench this weekend. Ooh, I'm, I'm very envious. Oh, it's my it's more than just a workbench. It's kind of my escape place. Oh, but friend, that's maybe, what I'm... By the way, I am Christy. You said oh, you, you said he oh, a moment I ago. you the, the screener. I should answer in a different voice, shouldn't I? should answer like, hello. Well, hello, what do you want to say to Chris T? It gives you more credibility if I think there's other staff members there, but that's okay. Well, I'm a listener for some caller. Well, thanks for that. 
Thank you for getting off the bench. What did it? What got me off the bench? Yes, sir. Um, well, actually, let's get back on the bench. Um, what advice can you give me about installing a workbench? Well, let's see. What do you have, a little corner of the garage this thing's going to go in? Uh, the garage is 10 feet long and 16 feet wide. Oh, you got it. That's a nice wide garage. So you're going to put it against one of the walls. Is that you're going to put it against one of the walls or on the back wall? Where are you putting this workbench? I'm putting it on the south wall. I just installed the uh, plywood on all the walls. And well, I don't know where your house is. So is the south wall the side wall, the back wall? What is that? Side wall. I'm it's a side, side wall. Okay. So now what's your plan? You're going to build it yourself? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's going to be custom built. I would suggest, you know, anchoring it to the wall somehow if you can get some, you know, anchorage on the wall and uh, build some cabinets above it or around it or something. I mean, you know, when I finally get the opportunity to do what you're doing, I got this whole thing envisioned with a, a workbench, but above it I'm going to have some some kind of storage. I don't care if it's open storage, anything. I hate these metal shelves I have in my garage. I hate them with a passion. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't have the height for the shelves, though. You don't have the height? How high is the no. ceiling on this garage? 89 inches. What the hell is that? You want me to do math now? How, uh, how, how, how many feet is that? Uh, let's see. Uh, 60 inches is 5 feet, so add another 3 feet on top of that, maybe 8 feet. It's 8 feet high. Eh, all right. Well, but you could still get some kind of shelf up there above that thing. Yeah, yeah. I guess I could. But I'm building I'm three shelves on the workbench. Uh, my plan is for a 12-foot workbench. Well, that's a big workbench. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah 12 feet long, 36 inches uh, 37 inches high, 28 inches uh, deep. Wow. That's, that sounds like a very acceptable size. Yeah, we're talking Last Supper size. Yeah, that's a big workbench. What are you, what are you working on on this big workbench, friend? Uh, mostly small mechanical stuff. Oh. Um, bicycles, for, I guess, majority of it. Uh, my wife likes to bike ride a lot. I do, too. I do a lot of my own bike repairs. So I'm... Oh, very nice. I have a neighbor that does that, this neighbor man who uh, I call him... My, my reproach, my constant reproach that lives two houses away because he's, he's this manic bike rider. You know, he, he bike rides to work into, like, Manhattan. He bike rides his kid down to school. And, I'm, and I, it seems like a perfectly nice guy. We, we talk, you know, once in a while. I mean, the weirdest thing about buying a house is the whole neighbor thing. That, uh, it was weird when I lived in an apartment for many years, but it's even weirder when you're a homeowner on a block with all these other neighbors and, this is the neighbor who, uh, you know, is re- really very fit because he bikes all the time. And I'll come walking down the block from the bus, you know, thinking I'm fancy because I'm walking. And there he is, bent over one of his bikes and oiling a crank or whatever you people do. Oiling cranks. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> We're going through the same experience. Our house, living in a house for two years now. We've been apartment dwellers for years, and it's yeah. really uh, It's an eye-opener. It's an eye-opener. Yeah. Navigating the whole neighbor thing is an eye-opener. We really lucked out. Our neighbors are the best. And like my mom said, you know, be careful how friendly you are with your neighbors. I like my neighbors, too. I'm okay with my neighbors. It's the guy behind us. This guy who lives behind us uh, put up a deck last year. We thought we had defeated him finally because this guy is a rabid Yankees fan. And he'd come out in his yard and he'd have these parties. And all you'd hear, literally, it'd be be like, Jeter. Like, all you would hear is Jeter. And I'm like, what? Shut up with the Jeter. I don't care. Uh, our, our backyard neighbors are Giants fans. And uh, fortunately, we're Jets fans. I'm saying fortunately because um, this year is... I don't care what he's better. a fan of. I don't care at all. It's his volume that I care. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I get that. It's the, it's the uh, idiocy, the lunacy that comes from out of these people's mouths. They're a bunch of morons. That's what I care about. 
But see, <laughs> we thought we thought we blocked them out. We put up this fence, you know, up to the legal height, which I believe is six feet. And this you guy, mean like they do on the parkway? I don't know what they do on the parkway. Giant Perhaps concrete things or no, a wooden fence. It's a it's a oh. suburban backyard. What are you talking about? Giant concrete thing. <laughs> and the next thing we know, this guy puts up a deck, and it's roughly like at the same height as the top of this fence. So. Now we'll get to see him out there all summer long on his deck going, Blah, 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 Jada. Blah, 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 Jada. Blah, 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 Jada. Blah, 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 Queens, where they did the same thing. They put up a fence and the neighbors put up a deck with a pool. Oh, great. I'm living in a sitcom episode. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, you must be some other neighbor's reproach. The other neighbors probably look at you and go, Ah, there's, are you fit? Do you bike? Oh, yeah, I like to think so. Yeah, good for you, pal. <laughs> good for you out there oiling your crank. <laughs> Somebody's got to oil. <clears throat> so you're building this thing as, a, as an escape from your wife, and do you, do you have children? Uh, no, we have cats. It's definitely oh. not an escape. Is this, um, it's not an escape? She cycles herself. She's, she's actually the bike Oh, driver. you said earlier. You said earlier. It was like an Did I use the wrong word? You said escape or refuge or some kind of... Yeah, refuge in general. Yeah, it's yeah. Now you're denying it because your wife's tuned in. Yeah, thank you. You you're going um, out. You want to you want to go out there and and be with the machines and the smell of oil. Oh, you got it. Sure, I understand. I, I just want to go out there and fix things, simple things. You know, fix a lamp or fix something else or solder something. I mean, for years, I, whenever I have to solder, I got to solder at my desk in my office, and it's it's really the wrong place for it. It's just I'm wrong. A, I can see that at FMU. You mean? No, I don't live at WFM. What do you think? This is the monkeys? Oh, what do you think? This is an episode of the monkeys where you all live here? Everybody you lives hey, here? Hey, with the monkeys? Or? Do, who, who did what now? You said you saw her at your office. Uh, yes, and Michael Nesmith helps me. <laughs> I doubt that. Maybe Peter He's Ford. very good. Yeah, very good solderer. No, he's very good solderer. He is. See, that makes 201-209-9368. Well, listen, friend, have a great weekend. Do some biking. Just be safe. Wear that helmet. We don't want to see you with a, a brain injury. Those are terrible. Hello, welcome to the air. Hey, how are you? Can't complain yourself? Uh, I can't complain either. Who'd uh, listen, right? Who'd listen? Who did what now? What happened to Shana Puerto? They are away this week. They are, uh, from what I hear, the vulcan- volcanic ash cloud has kept them from traveling. Unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, I believe so. No, I don't know where they were, sir. I've just heard something about a volcanic ash cloud. Oh, I wish okay. I could tell you well, more. I, I just tell you though. Your, your uh, show is pretty interesting. Oh, thank you for that. Are you just winging it, or I mean, is it you have a show uh, on the station normally, or what? Well, am I winging it? What do you mean winging it? What does that mean, winging it? You I mean, mean making like it up as I go along? Bench and stuff like that. I mean, it doesn't sound like a scripted thing. No, no, no. There's no script here. Who would write this crap down? You're doing a great job. Well, thanks for that. Have a good night. Have a great night yourself. Go have a drink on me. 880, what? 201-209-9368. 201-209-WFMU.
Hello? Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, I've got... I know what you mean by that behind neighbor. I don't know why, but behind, like neighbors in back of you are always such jerks. What is, what's up with that? Is it because they live on a different block? I mean, what, it, what, what do you think is going on there? No, I don't know. Like they don't have to see you, so they have the power to just complain at you all the time. They, you have neighbors that complain at you all the time? What are they complaining oh about? God. All right, I've got two dogs, and every once in a while, one of the dogs will start barking at night when he's outside. And she'll, she'll call us, and she'll be like, I'm going to call the cops, blah, 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 get your dog inside. And then one night, it was crazy. Like, I thought I saw the gas leak. So, like, I called the I called the fire department. You thought you saw a gas leak? Can you really see gas leak? No, I smelled. You I smelled, smelled a gas, gas leak. leak. Okay. I smelled a gas leak, and I called the fire department, and then, like, they sent a cop over first. And then, like, he smelled it, and he, they sent over, like... Three more cops and like there are two fire trucks. What, where do you these, live that they're sending all these cops over to sniff for gas? So my I God, don't my tell dogs me. Outside, otherwise yeah. they would just harass the, the officers and this like, run getting out worse. the front door. Yes. She called me like three times. I'm gonna call the cops. Get your dog inside. Like I'm sorry, but the chief of police is right in my living room. I can put him on the phone if you want. Did you tell her that? <laughs> yeah, I told her that, and she was like, "I don't care. I'm gonna call them anyway." I'm like, "Well, whatever." Why don't you just hand the phone to the chief of the police? Say, here, here he is. Talk to him. Say hello. Uh, I would... didn't even want to bother them. Eh, that'd shut her up. That would shut her up good and fast. I went to the back window and just flipped them off. Hoping yeah. they were looking. That's the New Jersey bird. Oh, yeah. Well, I, a goldfinch. the good thing about neighbors who live behind you is you don't really have to have a lot of interaction with them. So that's <laughs> good, right? Yeah. You're not seeing them all the time. It's not a constant thing. Nah, so cats come in our backyard, which is really annoying. There are cats come in your backyard? Uh-huh. Yeah. As the owner of cats, you know, our cats are indoor cats, and uh, we have these neighbor's cats. They come, and, they, and they, uh, they crap all over our yard. And you know what? It's fertilizer. Who cares, right? But please. But, uh, but, your animals. Because, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, listen, here's what you do with your neighbor. You give your neighbor skunk therapy. You know what skunk therapy is? put a skunk in their backyard? No, but that's a good idea. Wow. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> no, it's a avoidance. You, what you do with a skunk, you avoid a skunk because it stinks, see, and these people stink. So you avoid them. Mm. You got it? I know it's hard to do, but well, don't engage them in any way. They're likely psychotic. Come to our door, like, I'm just saying they're eager to call the cops, so why would you want to engage them in, in, in any way? They're a-holes. The cops probably know that. Just rest easy knowing the universe will take care of these people. In one way, shape, or form. You don't believe me, I know, but think about it. I don't believe in that karma BS. It's not about karma. It's about they're going to piss off the wrong people, see? But I'm saying don't be those wrong people. You don't be wrong. You be right. Let somebody else be the wrong person. Because a-holes are a-holes all across the board. They're a-holes with you, and they're a-holes with everybody else they know. So rest easy that at some point, they're the wrong person. They're going to mess with the wrong people. I'm saying, don't you be that wrong person. Now do you got me? All right. Thank you. I got to finish this Amtrak story. Thank God. Uh, Busy signal. 201-209-9368. 201-209-WFMU.
You love radio. <laughs> you heard radio lately? It's attacks on the president of the United States. Jokes. Yeah. Filthy jokes. They're, they're very dirty. Rock. It's not my bag. W-F-M-U. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, hi. Uh, enjoying your show. I uh, just tuned in and heard you were taking callers. Sure, buddy. What's on your mind? You know, I was just listening. I, I love FMU. Uh, this might be the first time listening to your show. <laughs> enjoying it. Uh, I heard you mention the monkeys before and Mike Nesmith. Yes, sir. And I was just curious. Did you know? Uh, do, you, do you know what Mike Nesmith's uh, mother uh, invented? She's uh, kind of famous for it and made a fortune. Why? Yes, I do. Really? I do know what she invented. Why? What do you? What do I win if I guess correctly? Um, What's in it for me? For you? Yeah. Um, I I guess I it's rude to answer a question with a question. I could say, what would you? You know what? Nah. Listen, you go ahead and tell people. Go ahead and tell people what she's famous for. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people to listen to your show. I, I, okay. Thank you. What is she famous for? Uh, making whiteout. She there invented whiteout. She invented whiteout. Mike Nesmith's yeah. mother yeah, no, is the woman true. who invented whiteout. It's a fact. Yeah. This man's not lying. No. I can vouch and, for and that. He was wealthy, uh, you know, when he joined the monkeys. Like so, everybody else was kind of sweating it and needed to, you know, quote unquote, make it. Man, he was he was already. You know, he life. had a, he had it all, man. He had family money. He had a knit cap with a pom pom on it. He yeah, had the huge sideburns. He had a Gretsch. He had I'm a, old enough to remember. Like I, I used to like wait for them to, for the show to come on every week, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, you mean the monkey show? Yeah, man. To watch the old. zany hijinks of to, that you know, prefab of the, the prefab four. Pardon me. Yeah, I, I, I says you you couldn't wait to see the zany hijinks of the prefab four. Oh, I loved it every I, week. I joined you, their fan club and asked them for a picture of their car because I was into their car, and, and they, they sent me a picture of the four of them, like a cheesy, like uh, you know Hollywood shot, and I was like. All let down because they didn't send me a picture of the car. Which oh I man, are you still broken up over it? No, no, I'm, okay. I'm way over it, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fine now. <laughs> you're, you're good now. You're. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. And how are you doing today, sir? Uh, you know what? I can't complain. It's Friday night. I, it was a I beautiful got... day, right? Sure. There's six minutes left in the program. Mister Finewine will be along shortly. I'm staying tuned. And uh, I'm gonna go home and drink beer. So really, there's nothing wrong here. You know, you and I have something in common, man. Oh, dear Lord. Now what? Besides I'm the monkeys? Yeah, I'm going home and drinking beer. I'm on the road right now. I just put in an 11-hour day. I made good money, and that's the first thing I'm going to do when I get home. Beer is, a nice cold one. Beer is good, especially at home. That's yes, what I say. Yes, it is. Thank you. <laughs> I never drink and drive. I only drink at home when my day's over. No, 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 no. Do not ever, and I mean ever, drink and drive. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a CDL licensed driver. Our, our limit is half of of what everyone else's is. We're like .04 or whatever. Everybody else is .08. So what do you so drive? You drive the you drive a big rig? What do you drive there? Uh, I drive for a limousine service, and uh, I'm licensed to drive everything except the big rig. I can drive any size bus, all that stuff. Uh, you got to get you get you, you got to get into the big trucks, friend. Get into the big trucks. That's you what know, my. It, it, I can dig it, man. I'm a big Grand Parsons fan, and he always sang about truck driving music and. Uh, but you know, doing all that shifting is hard work, and a bus with an automatic got, transmission yeah. and AC is pretty pretty easy, you know. They got automatic trucks now. A couple of You're companies make me. them now. Volvo makes an automatic truck. There's a there's a I couple of them that. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look into it. 
Hey, thanks for the advice, man. I appreciate it, because actually, I would like a Class A. I'm only one step away from it. Yeah, get out and see the country. Looking at the world through a windshield, see? Yeah, man. All right, I have to finish this, this Amtrak story. Hey, listen, uh, I'll, be, I'll be listening. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Thank you for making your call. Drugs, narcotics, the whole dirty business. So I'm on this Amtrak train, the Crescent, I guess it's called, and I'm, I'm going to New Orleans, and I'm uh, speeding my face off. And uh, I'm leading a, a revolt of the passenger seat to try to get this, this infant formula placed in the refrigerator, which is off limits to passengers. Because it's you can't, for whatever reason Amtrak had, you can't mingle the, 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 the passenger liquids with our liquids, our liquids only. In this refrigerator. No no passenger liquids of any kind. It's against the rules. And I was like, look, what are they going to do? What are they going to do for 28 hours without anything to give their kid? Do you ha- have anything they can feed to this child? No. No, so they, they got to feed the kid. So you got to let them put the formula in the refrigerator. And friends, it was heartening to see all these other passengers join in and say, yeah, let them put the formula in the refrigerator. What's the big deal? Come on. Let them do it. So finally, Amtrak management relented. And they let them put the formula in the refrigerator. And it was beautiful to behold. A popular movement rose up to do the right thing and because I was speeding my face off. Who cares what the reasons were, really? It happened. And it was beautiful. And why am I apologizing to Amtrak? Let's see. What did I do wrong? Oh, yeah. I probably was a royal pain in the ass. But, you know, I I sat down to try to have my breakfast after that. I was sitting in my seat. And uh, these Amtrak employees, they, they sat on either side of me. And they started talking loud and eating their breakfast and, and kicking my seat and being annoying. And I thought, wow, it's payback time. Now they're getting me back, see? Because I was paranoid. And uh, I found myself back in the dining car, once again seated at this white linen table with this lady, this fancy Amtrak lady. And I said to her, these people, I am exhausted. Don't you understand? I'm exhausted and I need to sleep. And these people, they're keeping me from sleeping. They sit on either side of me and they, they talk loud and they kick my seat and I, I can't get any sleep in it. I'm losing my mind. And it's all your fault, Amtrak. Damn you, Amtrak! And she says, sir, we, we, we apologize. On behalf of Amtrak, I apologize. And I'd like to, I'd like to make this right because... We, uh, we believe our customers are our strength, and I want to make this up to you somehow. So here's what I will do, sir. I will take half the cost of your ticket, off of your ticket. I will refund it to you. And in addition, this meal that you were enjoying right now, this meal is on me. So I apologize, Antrak, as I screwed you out of a meal, and I screwed you 
out of half a ticket to New Orleans. But really, since you are kept afloat by us, the taxpayers, I really kind of just screwed myself, didn't I? Listening to WFMU 91.1, WMFU 90.1, on the internet at WFMU.org. Don't forget the app that lets you listen on your mobile device, whether it's an iPhone or some other type of friggin' smartphone. Yeah, if you're so smart, why can't you pay my taxes?